0: From coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh
4: Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host live out here in Las Vegas. Your other host live on the East Coast out in Boston
5: is Josh Applebaum. Happy Monday, Josh. Happy Monday, Pritch. Our last week in the month of March. I can feel April right around the corner, Pritch. But so much to get to today. Starting off a new week here for betters. We got to unpack everything over the weekend, Pritch. One thing that's notable to me uh, yesterday: you look at both. and We'll dive deep in all these games, but uh, you look at both the games from yesterday: two and zero to the under, Mm -hmm. Pritch. In the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, we now have unders eleven and one. So it kind of goes to the point of you know early on, and there have been rough spots for contrarian betters. I fully admit you've seen a lot of these you know seventy percent or more teams cover and win outright, but I think if you're looking for a consolation prize, it's the fact that these unders, typically the public wants to bet an over, have some fun, sweat a high scoring game. Psychologically, it's more fun to root for points than, you know, shot clock, uh, you know, missed possessions and turnovers and, uh, and miss and buckets. But 11 and one to the under the last 12 pitch, that's what I'll be banking on moving forward. Some unders, hopefully for contrarian better.
4: I'm banking on a lot, Josh. I'm filing all that information away. You know me, I it away for the next uh, opportunity. And next year we'll have that opportunity with the dance uh, but filing a way to um, this whole tournament and the committee patting themselves on the back right now because of the Final Four. Like, we can go over seedings, and, and we, can be, we can disagree with that, which everybody does, right? And, okay, what is the committee thinking? What did they get right? What did they get wrong? But at, in the end, are they patting themselves on the back? And I think when you have Duke versus UNC uh, and Nova versus Kansas uh, in the Final Four, yes, you are patting yourself on the back. So, moving forward, Josh, filing this away, uh, the committee's motives, and certainly looking to get matchups. I mean, I think this dance has been phenomenal, Highly entertaining. A lot of underdogs upsets. We saw that coming, too. A lot of people pointed that out. We had Cinderella. So many different aspects to this tournament, to this dance. But in the end, we get this final four of the Blue Bloods. And, And I think that's what everybody wanted from the NCAA.
5: Yeah, I think you're totally right, Pritch. And you kind of look what we're left with with eight the eight seed here, UNC. That's your you know your worst seed remaining. But right. a one and two, Kansas, Nova, a two there with Duke. You know, I'm a, I'm a Bruins, I'm a Bruins and a Patriots, Red Sox fan, Pritch. You get Red Sox, Yankees. You get Bruins, Canadians, Celtics, Lakers. But what beats, especially in March Madness, UNC, Duke. So that game, you know, already uh, you know I think it's a nine nine fifty nine or ten o'clock game, going to be extremely heavily bet. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about all the odds movement here, but uh, Pritch, I think to your point, Cinderella's going down, and uh, you know, looking at kind of some. He leaves here, you finally saw St. Peter's run out of gas. Now let's give them so much credit. Tons of upset wins. You know, you and I were sweating games at the Superbook uh, when our buddy uh, had him on the money line, That's which right. I couldn't believe. And I'm like, oh, hope you win. But there's no shot at that. I ended up winning that one. But St. Peter's finally runs into a buzz saw. And I think that was a perfect example of Yes, a favorite covering, but also an unpopular play where contrarians kind of read that fade the trendy, uh, fade the trendy dog move. You had UNC open laying eight, you had almost 70% of bets on St. Peter's. How can you blame anyone? They've been covering and winning outright, getting Mm -hmm. 18, getting 11, getting nine. Uh, Again, you load, load up here again with the dog and the points, but the whole key there, Pritch, was UNC opened eight got up to eight and a half. If big majority of bets are on St. Peter's wide, the line go uh, to UNC. So uh, again, you have a Cinderella, the, the, the slipper, it's broken Pritch, It doesn't <laughs> fit any longer. But hell of a run there for St. Peter's. They went much further than anyone expected.
4: St. Peter's turned back the clock on uh, the adult beverages that were ordered uh, at the Super Bowl, too. So uh, a little inside joke. Well, maybe we will reveal that drink of choice uh, during that game, during those matchups for sure. But uh, I want to get to these uh, teams, though, Josh, because uh, prior to the Final Four, interesting prices. I mentioned 12-1 to with Duke. Uh, prior to the ACC tournament, and ha- give a hand to the ACC. How about two teams making it to the final four? Uh, but you got uh, Duke Worth plus 500 to win the West, and then you got NC uh, 22 to 1. Look at these odds now. I mean, Duke is a favorite from 12 to 1 to the favorite plus 155, Kansas plus 185, Nova plus 400, and then UNC North Carolina plus 500.
5: Yeah, so Duke, obviously the favorite here to cut down the Nets, Pritch. And again, I've kind of been doubting this Coach K last hurrah to me. That was more of a public narrative, but I, I'll totally eat the crow on that one. The team gets behind them. Coach K uh, seems to have his, his team obviously playing great. Now you're hearing about all the you know top you know first-round picks on their roster. Mm-hmm. You do have the favorite to, to cut down the Nets. Paulo Banquero is now the favorite to be the off, uh, the most outstanding player of the tournament at plus 300. But I think if we're looking at this board, Pritch, to me, the value play is Kansas. You're plus 185. You don't have the best odds. You have the second best odds, but number one, Ken Palm has them as the best ranked team remaining in the tournament. He's got them ranked fourth overall. Uh, Duke is eight Villanova is nine and North Carolina is 16, but here's the angle. Pritch. if you're going to bet this future, you got to map out how you think the final four is going to go to me, a huge break for Kansas in this spot is the fact that more that really good shooting guard for Villanova mm-hmm. towards Achilles. He was averaging 15 points a game. He's now going to be out for this Villanova, Kansas game. So Kansas early on open laying three and a half. Now they're up to four and a half. I definitely feel like there's gonna be some buyback and some value on Villanova plus the points, but you gotta feel like if you can get by Nova, who is now gonna be down one of their best players. And then you meet up with Duke or UNC in the final, Highly rated based on the analytics, easier path versus the Duke North Carolina game. I'd be looking at Kansas plus 185. even though Pritch I'm rooting for your 12 to one. Cause you got a great number on your futures with Duke there.
4: Well, I want to explain the 12 to one though. I mean, uh, prior to the tournament, the, the whole narrative with coach K was real and okay. They lose to the UNC and then they lose to the, co- in the conference tournament and didn't really have a great showing. Um, and the theory was getting hot towards the end of the season, which Duke did on the road. Uh, and then, you know, doing well in a conference tournament, well enough to where, okay, perhaps Duke could get to that number one seed. It didn't happen. They were locked in at number two, though. And then you look at NOVA, number two seed as well. And and then of course, Kansas as a one seed, uh, UNC as an eighth seed. But the way that they were playing down the stretch, you could make the case that they were not an eighth seed at all. Uh, But no, I I think Duke, uh, the narrative, I I was scared about the 99 situation when you come to 99 tournament victories and you're up against it. Karma is going to be on your side or against you in terms of getting to number 100. Uh, And now I think this team, this young team has so much confidence, kind of like the Tar Heels, uh, as you gear up for the Final Four in New Orleans, though. But no, I'm happy with that. Maybe looking to hedge it a little bit with these other numbers on the board right now.
5: Yeah, and Prech, that's a good opportunity. That's the beautiful thing about futures. Like, obviously, when you bet a future, you want to win it. You know, you want to cash your your twelve to one there for quite a few uh, hamburgers at Wendy's there. Prech, eat the money, whatever you want to call it. But even if you don't win that, you will have a hedging opportunity as long as Duke gets by UNC. Now, obviously, that's a tough task. UNC has been a really you know good team here in the in the tournament. I became a believer in UNC when I was in Vegas with Femi and they beat Baylor in overtime right. when they had a bunch of guys. Fouling out, you know, getting ejected and they still were able to almost blew a lead, but st- you know, stayed with it and won in overtime that showed me, Hey, this UNC team's playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of talent here. But again, we'll get a full breakdown on these games with their four point dog here mm-hmm. at Duke. Uh, but again, for you, Pritch, if you can get Duke past UNC, don't, don't worry about covering the number at that point then you have a hedging opportunity. Will you let it ride? And this is going to be a whole thing. Like will will Pritch (laughs) let it ride. I want visa to create the t-shirts. Like, let's get the commercials going. Uh, But you can either let it ride. Or of course, uh, you know, Pritch, maybe you hedge the other way and bet the other team there. So you have a lot of options. As long as you get past this one, uh, you're looking pretty good. Pritch. Well, plus
4: 500 though, for UNC, I mean, this is a team since that loss to Pittsburgh uh, have won 10 out of 11 uh, because they lost in the conference tournament as, as well too. So very hot team right there. Let's get to the most outstanding player, odds here on the board josh uh you mentioned uh ben uh we talked about Abaji last week he was plus 700 uh and that's your ticket or your play perhaps on kansas winning at all you could have got them at plus 500 700 excuse me as Abaji would be that key player but he's plus 450 now uh ben 300 on the board gillespie plus 800 and then remy martin remy martin there's intriguing too at plus 900
5: yeah, and Remy Martin kind of a transfer who, you know, put up a ton of points and even saw in the post game how Bill Self was really crediting Remy Martin as maybe a guy who can really get their offense going. So at 9 to 1, I'm really looking at, you know, a lot of these Duke players pritch and obviously it's really Ben Carroll or nobody here at plus 300. Uh, my only concern is, you know, you open 30 to 1, how would be great if you're holding that ticket getting 10% of bets, but only about 7% of money. So you don't have a low bets, higher dollar split in his favor, but he is on the team. That's expected to cut down the nets, the best player on that team. So we give him the respect as the front runner here, but I'm still thinking of Baji uh, again, you start off. Uh, what was he pre? 17 to one. Now he's plus 450. Mm-hmm. He's getting 6% of bets, almost 8% of money to me. He's the player that's kind of flying under the radar here. And again, Gillespie a guy that, you know, I think is one of the best players in college basketball, but again, losing more in that spot. Now you're up to a four and a half point dog against Kansas. Uh, you're gonna have to win that game in order to be the most outstanding player. I give the nod. I feel like abaji is the value play, but again, Bankero feels like a an NBA prospect that's becoming you know an NBA you know top pick one or two right in front of our eyes. It's hard. It's hard not to see Bankero being the guy to lead Duke to the title.
4: Yeah, it really gets crazy now to look at it at plus 450 when we talked about it yet last week at plus <laughs> 700. Because uh, again, we go back to the breakdown of the tournament. Uh, the final four championship game, national championships, too, since 1985, there's been 23 number one seeds, number two uh, seeds. And, and here's where it gets tricky, because I, I think, uh, how do you interpret, or UNC, are they really an eighth seed? Were they really playing like, uh, like that? Uh, perhaps they were. When they lost to Pittsburgh, they wouldn't even made a tournament back then. Uh, so five two seeds here, uh, and one eighth seed uh, that's uh, won a national title, Josh.
5: Yeah, so again, I think if you're looking at, you know, recent years, you've had, you have seen some chalk here. You know, last few years come to mind, a bunch of ones here, kind of winning it all, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of been out of the norm. Typically, you get, you know, some team we're not expecting or a three seed or a five seed to your point, Bridge. So you don't have the chalk. You know, Kansas is your only remaining one seed left here. Uh, So again, their second best odds. What's the market telling you? Despite Duke not being a one, really, the odds makers are kind of, you know, protecting themselves a little bit by having that be the lowest payout as the favorite here. So, uh, Bridge, it's almost like a storybook ending, like Coach Gay's last like this is all coming together. Is last year <laughs> now you're playing North Carolina, your number one rival. Right. There could be some, like the stars are aligning here for Duke. You know, I'm I got no dog in the fight, really. You know, college basketball doesn't exist in New England here, but uh, as a Patriots fan, uh-huh. you love them or hate them, feel like the same thing with Duke. But it starts, feels like the planets are aligning for the Dukies.
4: I uh put my player hat on real quick, Josh, before we go to break here. And if I'm on the Duke squad, uh, I, I'm thinking I owe you C1. Because of what they did yeah. for Coach K or against us at, at home. They spoiled that party. Uh, so it's about time we spoil their party right now, right? I love that angle. Revenge angle, Pritch. Let's get it. (laughs) So you got a revenge angle for Duke, a number one seed. Well, not number one seed, number two seed, but the favorite on the board at plus 155 right there. Uh, Doesn't get any better than that. That's for sure. Uh, Perhaps we should break down these games, though, and these matchups because you brought up injury concerns. uh, Certainly that exists out there in two. And but then also other players stepping up uh, in big roles to carry their teams as well. So we'll get to those games. Line movement as well, Josh, all that more coming up next.
1: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betty Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh
4: Applebaum on... VSEN, the be sports betting network. Hey, everybody. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old or older, and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, we got these matchups to kind of preview. A lot can happen during the week, certainly. Um, But uh, line movement, we're going to get into all that here. Nova and Kansas. Uh, Kansas has so many players stepping up for them, right? Um, and they're well-coached, uh, as we see, and then they have a player of the year finalist on their roster too. Uh, so certainly should be uh, a one seed, and they represent that, I think. And uh, But the matchup against Nova is intriguing too because, you know, I don't know if people were sleeping on the Big East or not a little bit. Uh, Providence down the stretch, I was able to cash some tickets there. But Nova, uh, just a complete team, uh, and that was a competitive uh, stretch uh, up there in the Big East as well. So your, your first thoughts, initial thoughts here on this matchup.
5: Yeah, so my first thoughts on this matchup, Pritch, is number one, I think you got to be conscious of the calendar and the week in front of us because I'm treating these, like, final four games as pretty much an NFL week. Remember, okay. we have, like – A full week here until Saturday. Obviously, you know, maybe you could treat it like a college week uh, in college football, but there's a lot of time for these, you know, for things to change, for lines to move. So, I think if you're treating these games uh, from a market-based level, I think you're looking for early movement, which we'll get to in a second, and then you're kind of monitoring these lines throughout the week and looking for some late movement as well. So, if you missed an early number, uh, to me, your best idea with these games is wait it out and monitor each day and let the bets build up. Remember, the public is not going to bet these games until, you know, at the earliest, maybe Thursday, Friday, but really game day on Saturday. So a lot of these percentages take with a grain of salt, I think we're going to see as the tickets rise and more action comes in and what will be the most heavily bet games of the year. I think a lot of these things will change throughout the week. But uh, for this game here, Pritch, Nova and Kansas, you had uh, Kansas open up as a three and a half point favorite immediately. And this is what's important immediately. You had sharp money, lay the points there with Kansas minus three and a half up to minus four and a half. Now on our board here from uh, Ben GM, 79% of bets, 80, uh, 89% of dollars are on Kansas here. Now again that tells me it's just big money coming in. Like on a Monday, you know, that 79%, I automatically say, wow, that's a huge public play. But the public hasn't really gotten down on these games yet. So to me, that 79%, 89% is just an indication of a lot of early money. And typically, you know, people who bet these games so early at the drop, our respected betters who have their own number. And maybe they said, Hey, I have a five point line on this game. It's three and a half. Boom. Let's hammer Kansas early. So I would expect maybe these lines to maybe even out a little bit here or percentages, but Pritch I'll defer to you that injury to more. I think that's a big reason why you're seeing this line go to Kansas three and a half up to four and a half. He was one of the best players on his team, 15 points a game. He was all big East. I believe the first team here. So with him out, It makes sense lines going to Kansas a little bit, but I would not dismiss Nova. I mean, this is a team that, you know, obviously you're missing one of your best players, but you still have Gillespie. You still have Samuels, who's up there on the uh, most outstanding player list. Mm -hmm. And also we've seen it before, Pritch free throw shooting. They hit every single free throw. If you're betting on them, you love them at the line. If you're betting against them, you hate it. Cause it's like, oh, you know, miss one and let's, you know, let's get back points the other way. They never miss. So I think that's something you gotta keep in mind. My question is, do we see any buyback off the four and a half? Because okay. the four and a half now Kansas get back down to four. That's what I'm monitoring. I think early on, obviously Kansas looks like the play. Uh, I would even maybe money line. I know it's kind of high here. What is it? I think it's like minus uh what was it, like minus 150 something like that or minus 190 even higher um maybe that could be a look but pritch that injury is huge but what do you think can they overcome that Or is that really kind of the reason why we're seeing the line go to Kansas?
4: So I do have – I'm going to answer that. I do have a question in regards to sharp line movement and contrarian play. We'll get to you. But to answer your question, uh, so it really doesn't matter about the sport because I I think it's the makeup of the team and and certainly coaching. I will go to my big four. Uh, When I went to my big four, my four factors, Josh, it was my experience as a national champion uh, myself. So we lost our quarterback uh, during the Orange Bowl, Darian Hagan. Uh, during the game. And so did we have faith in our backup quarterback was Charles Johnson, and we did. It's like we weren't going to lose a beat, and so everybody had confidence that way. Uh, And and so Charles Johnson came in and did a great job. And and certainly uh, everybody else stepped up. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that complete team effort uh, in order to beat Kansas for sure. Um, But I I think that's the secret of the Big East, whether it was Providence, whether the metrics played it out or not, the balance of that team. uh, And then you look at Nova, too. I think the balance uh, the experience, too, that they have uh, in their favor, uh, they could overcome a significant injury. So uh, any other team maybe that you do not like Duke. Duke probably does not overcome come a significant injury to one of their key players up front uh, that starts for him um, that plays a lot of minutes for him certainly so uh, I I think Nova is capable of and and at that point when does that buyback get intriguing though so as a as a sharp movement guy and data driven better yourself so you saw the sharps move this line already but yet are you waiting for the contrarian opportunity perhaps when the public gets involved like you mentioned
5: yeah. And again, I think that's a really important uh, point, Pritch, because, you know, one thing that we have seen this term is inflated lines have not done very well. Like what mm-hmm. I mean by an inflated line is you have everybody loading up on team. A, the line goes big to team. A, maybe they're minus like, for example, was that Iowa state game uh, against Miami. Remember Miami was like a plus one or a pick them early. It went all the way to Miami. What laying three, uh, they end up rolling in that one, it, the buying low and taking that contrarian inflated line in years past has done very well. It has not done very well this year. Now, maybe Nova comes in that spot here and and covers the number, but I also think with a week away from the game pitch, everyone is going to bet these March madness final four games. They're going to get pounded all week. Media narratives. Nova's down their best player. What their second best player, you know, how can they compete against big Kansas here? If everyone falls in that, no, not a trap, but falls into that public mindset. And we do get, you know, Nova five, Nova. I don't know. Does it get to five and a half? Mm -hmm. I don't really think so but I think you missed the early Kansas number. To me, I am looking at, can we buy low on Nova plus the points here? My one caveat would be just basic line movement has done very well in March Madness, Pritch. You have at least a half point of line movement in your favor, which would qualify with Kansas here, minus three and a half, three and a half up to minus four and a half. Teams with a half point of line movement in March Madness, 30 and 21 against the spread, 59%. So early move to Kansas, but at, to your point, Pritch, if this becomes such an overwhelming public Kansas play and without more, they got no shot, that's what everyone's thinking then I think it does create value here to buy a Nova if we can get even better a number here.
4: All right, let's get to the other matchup too. Uh, Duke um, and UNC, uh, it's a grudge match. It really is. What, 12 miles separate these two schools? And uh, we know what happened uh, at coach for Coach K at home uh, against UNC. I think Duke owes them one. Uh, I'm riding with them, obviously. But again, uh, it's an opportunity too for that big number, inflated, uh, not inflated, but plus 500 situation for UNC uh, as well. Uh, Duke's land for Josh right now. 151 uh, is the total. I mentioned this last week. I think Duke uh, is just growing up in front of everybody. Uh, You can see the players uh, get to another level competitively on the floor. Uh, A shorter uh, unit, too, when you think about how many minutes uh, all these players are getting out there. But then here's UNC. Both teams are going to be highly familiar with each other, too, Josh. Uh, What do you think?
5: Yeah. So I'm kind of kind of waiting here to see the next move, because this is one game that really hasn't had any movement at all. Like it's very clear in that Kansas game, three and a half up to four and a half with Kansas here. And this one, it's a little bit more difficult. So a lot of these books open Duke lane four, some shops got up to Duke minus four and a half. It looks like there was some buyback very early on UNC plus four and a half, bringing it back down to four. So there have been four and a half with the hook popping up out there. And it seems like every time it's available, it brings it back down to Duke at four. So that kind of tells me that when the hook is out, there you're seeing some respect to money grab unc here uh plus the points now the other notable thing to me would be the total like this is a pretty high total pritch and obviously we're seeing these unders really do great here since sweet 16. remember we started with a lot of overs and with a lot of chocolate favorites but unders are now on the in the tournament 34 and 26, 57%. As we mentioned earlier, 11 and one their last 12. And this is a 151 total. That's pretty high. We're not used to a lot of totals that high. We, you know, Throughout March Madness, it's a lot of, you know, 135s, 140s, 145 at the most. Pretty high number here. It really hasn't moved off the 151. You are seeing as of now, big majority of bets on UNC, 60% of bets, 68% money. And you do have a lot of bets on the over and the line really hasn't budged too much. So if I'm going to bet an over right now, Pritch, it's got to check off every single box and be the perfect play. Just because I think you're operating with such an edge to a lot of these unders right
1: now.
4: Yeah. I agree with that too. I mean, the familiarity aspect is going to be very, very interesting. Are you surprised that Duke has not been challenged at all with foul difficulty?
5: I mean, again, yeah, just five or six players of their minutes, right? Yeah, and you would think if you're a tactician, and again, not to, you know, talk down any of these coaches in the tournament, but well, if you have such a short rotation Pritch, yeah, let's make him work for it. You know, see if we can get him in foul trouble. I do think, you know, with this kind of long turnaround. like you know, Remember, the the Sweet 16 to Elite 8, that was just a couple days. You had to really get going quickly there. Now you have kind of a full week. You have pretty much six days here. I think it's going to benefit a lot of these Duke players, maybe more so than UNC, just because Duke has a shorter rotation, and now they have more time to rest and get ready for the next big game.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so many forces in play with this game, too, because you had UNC that got hot. They got the boost when they beat Duke uh, that last regular season game, Uh, and then the Baylor game that you mentioned that you were watching with Femi as you guys were doing the show. Uh, Another boost to a team that's not supposed to even perhaps be in a tournament if you go back to Pittsburgh game Uh, and then Duke uh, as again the narrative with Coach K but then also uh, I I think they're feeling it themselves that this team's not going to be together after this year Uh, players are mentioning that as well and and that becomes a special situation too. thinking about my own experiences uh, winning that national championship at University of Colorado.
5: Yeah, and it feels like hey, we could be a part of history. We can leave Coach K on a high note here. So we'll see, Pritch. I want to see the next move. Is it four and a half or three and a half with that UNC game?
4: Yeah, all right. We'll get back into college basketball for sure during the week. But let's get to the NBA. Your team, the Celtics, Josh. A lot to talk about. This next.
0: across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN
4: Sports betting network this segment of betting across America is brought to you by Zen nicotine pouches have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine now there is a 10 day challenge to give you a fresh start it's called the Zen 10 challenge Zen nicotine pouches are a satisfying smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative helping you walk away from ashtrays and vapes and are available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zen nicotine pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zen, after 10 days you get your money back. So head over to zen.com slash 10 to take this Zen 10 challenge. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. To the NBA we go. Josh Applebaum, center of the universe, the Celtics. <laughs> uh, they are one of the hottest teams, if not, the, well, Phoenix. I'll, I won't go out on a limb here. Uh, but they are playing great basketball. Uh, well, coach, too, let's get to them, that situation. you got four teams within a half game of each other uh, in that conference, uh, which is incredible and highly competitive. The heat kind of melting down a little bit. <laughs> uh, the Bucs, uh, injury concerns certainly there. The 76ers trying to figure it out still, I think. Uh, but then the Celtics, uh, just on a run the last couple of months, uh, very, very impressive uh, Tatum emerging into that MVP discussion a little bit. Josh, I don't know how far that's going to go, how many legs is going to gather right there, though. But uh, Boston Celtics, they, they took a blow with Robert Williams. Uh, he's got a meniscus tear. I have experience with this. They say uh, the timeline uh, is hard to put a, a timeline on it. In fact, it's indefinite. Uh, so there you go, a big blow right there. Robert Williams having a fine season uh, with the Celtics.
5: Yeah, and really, Pritch, this is a huge injury news here, and again, if you're in Boston, really a lot of buzz around the Celtics here. Obviously, a team that was pretty much in mediocrity for going on two years, questions about, hey, do you break up Tatum and Brown? Then everything clicks just like that. Then you add Derek White and Tyson to the deadline. Everything's looking great, and then what happens, Pritch? I believe the the first day or only two days after you, you secure the number one seed, you get this really difficult news here with Robert Williams, who will be out indefinitely with a meniscus tear. So uh, Again, Robert Williams is a guy they drafted very young. By the way, Time. Lost Lord. that's his nickname Pritch it's because when he first came to Boston he totally screwed up like the timing of the time zones and when the practices would start so that's the reason why they call him the Time Lord who's, who's the anyway, one is Time Lord Time Lord is Robert Williams is it Robert yeah, okay because- Yeah, because he's a great basketball player, not great with scheduling and timing, you know, but I, you know, I have my my issues too here, Pritch. Anytime I'm in Vegas, you know, time (laughs) zones screw me up a little bit. But uh, yeah, just a (laughs) tough break because, Pritch, this guy was playing great. One of your best defenders uh, really just kind of lengthened the floors. Offensive game have been great. And it's tough because he was injury riddled all of his early career. Mm -hmm. And you're waiting on this guy to like, can you play 10 games in a row? Finally, he does or things are looking great now, of course, you get this injury here. So uh, finally, some some bad luck on the Celtics, uh, unfortunately, after really everything had been going their way for about two months.
4: So you're bringing up nicknames. Are you familiar with all the <laughs> nicknames on the roster? Because the guy, Daniel Tice, stepping in for Time Lord, uh, has an interesting nickname too. Do you know what it is?
5: Ooh, you might have stumped me on this one, Pritch. Was it go back to his European days? What is it? Uh, No, (laughs) actually,
4: um, he's going to have, he can't be a one hit wonder like uh, the name rhymes with. So, are you familiar with um, Vanilla Ice? Vanilla Ice. Ice. Right. You're 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 familiar with Vanilla Ice, right? Oh, of course. So, (laughs) Daniel Tice's nickname is uh, Vanilla Tice. So, but he can't be a one hit wonder at this point because Robert Williams, Time Lord, uh, is out indefinitely.
5: Oh, and this is great too. I know this is a tangent. This is a betting show, Prince. Did you ever hear of Vanilla Ice when they were like, you totally ripped that off of, uh, who was it, Sting or the police? And he said, no, mine goes, dun 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 dun, and his goes, dun 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 dun. And they're like, no, you totally ripped that off. <laughs> Okay. well,
4: from a betting standpoint, I mean, is this guy, Vanilla Tice, going to be able to step in and help out the squad? I mean, I I think well coached, certainly. And we'll get to this matchup against the Raptors. Uh, Well coached. A number of players are going to be out. You think about the combination of Brown and Tatum uh, and what they're able to do, what they're able to produce offensively. But it gets done defensively, too, though. But uh, I think they're just a departure from what we saw previously. Uh, with Ainge in an isolation situation with Tatum. But now uh, a complete team out there, Josh, on both ends of the
5: court. Yeah, you're going to really miss with Robert Williams' his athleticism, his explosiveness, really, you know, being able to get these lob passes and really his dunks are so thunderous, it really gets the team going here. So Tice is a guy that they, you know, the Celtics said previously, they let walk in free agency. They bring back at kind of a high dollar amount. It was a player that obviously, you know, Brad Stevens really liked and respected. He can set some picks. He can hit some threes. You're going to take a step down here in terms of, you know, tonight's game, Pritch, it's one of those injury moves. You have no Jalen Brown. It seems like the Celtics are kind of giving this game away tonight. Mm. No Jalen Brown, no Jason Tatum. Robert Williams is hurt. Al Horford is out. Whereas you look at the Raptors who are kind of in, you know, must win. Well, they must win mode. They're in the playoff picture, but fighting for seeding. This game opened as, you know, Celtics laying two and a half, laying three on the road. It slipped all the way with all those guys out, Pritch to now raptors minus eight so this is one of those plays where you know you look and you say wow celtics have all their guys out i'll lay the points with the raptors but this happened on the show to us or at least to me pritch was it last week remember miami heat and philly where philly's guys were all out miami Heat went from like getting a point or two to being an eight point favorite and ended up losing outright so i think it's difficult here the lines going to the raptors everyone's out for the celtics tonight but you're getting the worst of it you've missed the good number and is there you know an opportunity here with the Celtics club down a lot of their good players it's an opportunity for the younger players to step up. Is there value to getting Boston buying low at plus eight? Like you saw with Philly, you know, last week against Miami at plus eight. To me, it's a no play preach, but there's a ton of money to the under. We're down all the way to 209, 208 and a half. Mm-hmm. That thing opened like 221. So maybe you get a, you know, one hundred one ninety-five game. It's a lot of money with no, with really no let up to that under.
4: Yeah. Trying to figure out uh motive or, or certainly motivation uh, you, you know, you had the Memphis Grizzlies without Ja Morant, and they're still getting the job done against uh, some great teams out there too. So, uh, let's get to another matchup because I think we might find some angles between both of these games, though, Josh, uh, that we're going to preview: Celtics-Raptors, and then now this next one: Spurs and the Rockets. Because the Spurs, uh, I believe, uh, only one game uh, behind the Lakers here for that tenth seed, right? Uh, the final spot in the play-in tournament. So extra motivation coming up here for the Spurs as the Lakers are faltering. LeBron James with, a, with an injury, it looks like it, it could cost them some more time right there. But the Rockets, I, I'm not going to say the T word, uh, but look, I mean, they're close to that situation for sure. But I don't want to lay nine with the Spurs, even though they're in a motivation spot here, 233 in the t- uh, as a total as well.
5: Yeah. And I'm kind of with you on this one, Pritch, because this line actually opened at some shops like Spurs laying six, six and a half, something like that. You got a lot of injuries here for the rockets or at least questionable players, Eric Gordon, Dennis Schroeder, Christian wood, who, you know, puts up a lot of points and rebounds. They're all questionable based on this line move, you know, six and a half up to nine with the Spurs kind of telling you they're not going to play here. I think you kind of missed the boat. And again, this is kind of the toughest, you know, decisions. I think as sports betters, we make decisions and it's really difficult with these injury based moves to want to be with the line. But not thinking like, hey, I could buy low and be on the other side and maybe take Rockets' inflated number here. Now I'm not going to touch either Pritch, mm-hmm. but I did bet the under in this game. So one thing that jumped out to me, I know you're not you're not getting the best of it at this point. But this total opened around 2:37. It's down to 2:33. I bet the under earlier today on the Market Insights pod at under 2:34. Number one, you got a lot of under referees in this game. Almost all three, Williams, Sago and Smith, between 51 and 54% to the under. And also, like you know, Houston plays at a at a really quick pace. They score a lot. They give up a lot, but they're on a really good under trend recently. Houston's five and over the under their last five. They're four and one to the under their last five at home. The under is 11 and five. The last 16 head to head and San Antonio, another team that scores a lot. They've been playing a lot of unders recently, four mm-hmm. and one to the under the last five, four and one, their last five on the road. And if I'm betting an under pitch, I want offenses that aren't that efficient. You have Houston 27th, one of the worst offensive efficiency teams in the NBA and San Antonio middle of the pack, but a little bit below at number 17. So uh, I'm not too comfortable, you know, either buying low on the rockets line or, you know, getting a bad Spurs number at this point. But I'll bet the under with these injuries and with this constant movement down. I got down on the under 234 in this one.
4: Okay, let me ask you a question because sometimes uh, bet to uh, risk not to. What was it you're saying? Bet to risk not to win. Yeah, exactly. So from a risk standpoint, here we go. You get the Spurs (laughs) minus 380 on the money line. Uh, You have the Raptors minus 330. On the money line. What about a money line parlay? It gets you down to almost around 110 minus 110 situation. It, I mean, I know about parlays and the holes uh, for, for the house here, but uh, I mean, we got two solid betting angles here between both of these games. Uh, perhaps a money
5: line parlay. So I think, you know, again, I'm not a big parlay guy just yeah. in general, but I think that is one way to attack it, Pritch. At least you have kind of a, uh, an edge or feel like you have an advantage over the books and you are putting them together to get a better number here. So um, again, you know, I, there's, I would be much more inclined to do that than I would be laying a 380 tonight. Cause right. again, money lines is just, you're not getting enough, you know, um, you know, kind of take back there. You're risking so much, not getting a big reward. So again, Pritch, I'm not a, I'm not a parlay guy, but you make a good point. <laughs> I know Gamble and Lou with some of his favorites in UFC does money line parlays there, and in hockey, there can be value as well. So Pritch I, I, I'm not going to bet it but if you but you will and you're going to win and I'm going to say you know why am I so stubborn against parlays that's what's going to happen
4: no it's not I mean look the hold has been documented about the hold uh, for the casinos here or certainly when it comes to parlays and uh, you got to be careful of that but I, I think with distinct angles here though with both of these games uh, and their opponents uh, maybe it could be something uh, to take a look at there right there Josh uh, but it's always intriguing like we, we had this conversation when you were in town about betting the NBA uh, I mean certainly trying to bet the NBA as well as college hoops, the tournament uh, that gets tricky at times.
5: It really does. You got to monitor injuries. You got to be on Twitter, Pritch, and it's always fun when you cap all day and then a guy's out and it screws up your cap. Yeah, love absolutely. the
4: NBA. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to Josh Applebaum's best bets is coming up next.
1: Yeah, I, yeah,
4: because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He do not care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see
1: him in the Olympics. He's going to guard. And then on Love top of it.
4: like that, see that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came in my room crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
3: what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it?
0: across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN,
4: the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code vSEN200 when you make your first bet, plus earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps. Uh, at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VESEN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Emotional offer, not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's spending across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. It's Josh, some NFL news. Uh, we got the owners' meetings taking place right now, and a lot of people are intrigued about Baker Mayfield. And some stuff can get done when you have owners. Uh, and GM, some agents flying down there, too. So uh, I, I know with that contract situation, there's going to have to be an agreement between ownerships uh, in terms of how do you deal with that? Because it looks like Baker's going to be a backup quarterback um, in the foreseeable future. But what do you do with the guaranteed $18 million? I mean, the Cleveland Browns are going to have to eat some of that.
5: Yeah. And again, obviously you have Deshaun Watson era beginning there in Cleveland. And mm-hmm. what are you going to do with Baker Mayfield? So it's kind of a sticky situation. I, you know, there are rumors or, you know, Stefanski even mentioned in an article, like it'll resolve itself and, you know, we'll find a way to work it out. But what do you do? Do you eat a big uh, dead cap money hit there? Uh, if you release him? you still got the guaranteed money. I look down the trade market. Like, is there kind of like almost in the NBA, like a sign and trade type situation or a buy low? Well, you know, I'll give you a fourth rounder that turns into a two if Baker Mayfield plays 75% of snaps. So you you look around the, the league Pritch. all the, you know, quarterback carousel, all the, you know, musical chairs are pretty much taken up. So Baker's really looking at, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a backup situation here. And again, can you swing 18 million on your backup and keep him behind? You know, you feel good, like if he's going to back up, but uh, to me, I think you try to work out a trade. And again, Baker's the type of guy who you know are looking for this big contract, Never got it, and now you're looking at maybe a backup with maybe kind of a, a reclamation type year, almost what we saw with Trubisky going to Buffalo and kind of learning under, or you know, kind of reclaiming your uh, kind of your reputation under Josh Allen.
4: Yeah, absolutely, uh, but it shows also, Josh, how dysfunctional some teams are. Uh, you know, Cleveland, you don't have a plan, right? You 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 elevate Baker Mayfield with the. Um, Uh, Fifth-year option situation Uh, and then you go out there and just give everything uh, half your franchise perhaps uh, to Deshaun Watson You just don't have a plan. Uh, So from a betting standpoint, keep that in mind with these organizations. Uh, Jaguars center Brandon Linder retires. However, uh, reports indicate Jaguars still plan on drafting uh, defensive end at at the number one overall selection right there. So, Josh, I know about your ticket. We're one month away from the NFL draft, too. Um, We're getting more and more uh, uh, bets on the board when it comes to the draft. Uh, I know you're thinking about it each and every day as we get closer.
5: Yeah, every single day I'm getting excited. You're seeing more of these books put out there. NFL draft props, so get ready for NFL draft prop palooza, Pritch. I'm really <laughs> excited for that. But yeah, poor one out for Evan Neal. I've I've overcome that. <laughs> okay. You know, I've, I've let that one go. You win some, you lose some. You took a shot. We got a good number. It didn't end up working out. But uh, there was something I was just gonna quote tweet from my uh, from my Twitter at Josh underscore Insights. But you had Kuyper and McShay talking about number one overall pick, calling Hutchinson is he quote unquote a lock. So mm-hmm. you know I'm pretty, You know the L word in betting. I can't stand it because there's no such thing as a lock or a guarantee Uh, sports betting is hard as we all know, trying to overcome the numbers and the juice and luck and randomness. So there's no such thing as a lock, but looking at the odds, Hutchinson now minus two twenty-five to go uh, first overall, and really what sunk my Neil ticket is you know franchise tagging Robinson, you know making a, a big uh, big money splash there with Scherf to uh, you know help your offensive line. Now you're hearing a lot about how Hutchinson is kind of a leader and a game changer and trying to change the culture mm-hmm. down in there in Jacksonville. So minus two twenty-five. If you look at implied probability, it's about a seventy percent chance that he's going to be drafted there. I like that minus two twenty-five number. Actually, when I saw that tweet from Kuiper and McShay, I thought I'd look up and ooh. Hutchinson's minus 500. No, minus 225 is still a decent number. I think there's value to be made there with Hutchinson going one still, even though he didn't get the best of it. And then Pritch, I'll defer to you one name uh, as a, you know, kind of a nerdy guy who looks at all the mock drafts and the the betting numbers here, Trayvon Walker, your mm-hmm. guy from Georgia, who mm-hmm. you were high on from the start. He is now the favorite to be drafted second overall plus 225. So what do you think? Walker is a guy that a month ago, wasn't even really listed here yeah. as a top pick. He's the highest riser here across the board. Again, now the favorites go second overall to, uh, well, tell you, to Detroit. Yeah,
4: a lot can happen after the combine and pro days too, Josh. I mean, these these coaches, the GM scouts, they get up and close and personal with players. And uh, a lot of times performances that way either validate what you see on tape or, or impress you even more to where you watch more tape. So, yeah, I mean, uh, not surprised at that at all. I, I met Hutchinson out here at the um, uh, College Football Hall of Fame. And the guy's a mountain. Uh, but this is intriguing because Detroit was named to be the Hard Knocks candidate this year, and Detroit was sitting there at number two, and Hutchinson's in their backyard, uh, maybe solidifying that he's going to be the number one overall pick. I mean, even, even if Jacksonville wants to trade down for an offensive lineman, perhaps somebody right there is going to go up there and get Hutchinson.
5: Yeah, and again, probably ticketed to Detroit until you started winning some games down the stretch. What are you doing, Detroit? Right. You could have had this guy if you oh, just man. lose a couple of those late. Um, but to your point, Pritch, yeah, hard knocks at your DVR. Can't wait for Mr. Kneecaps <laughs> to get his motivational speeches, you know, behind the curtain there. But, yeah, that's another question. Like, Jacksonville's sitting pretty here, number one overall pick. Hutchinson is linked to them. He's the favorite. But, you know, do you trade down? Do you just move down one spot? And, Pritch, what would that take from the you know the, the draft board, the uh, kind of, what do they call the different numbers that each pick is worth? and what it would take to go one pick. If you are, you know, looking at, again, Walker at plus 225 or you got still a Quanu and Neil are are your favorites, co-favorites to go third overall. Do you come back down a spot? Do you get a player that maybe you wanted anyway and then compile more picks? That could be one way to go about it, but everything you're hearing and reading and kind of seeing, uh, reading the tea leaves is that Hutchinson, you know, looks like he is going one to Jacksonville.
4: Yeah, I mean, so much can happen with so many teams with uh, multiple picks in that first round and, and deep positions, Josh, and, and so that's why it's going to make uh, betting the draft that much more exciting. Just a month away uh, from that situation in the National Football League. Okay, let's get to your best bets. Uh, we can catch information from Josh each and every day to market in insights podcast you have to tune in for that josh uh, where are we going today
5: yeah so let's start off with some college basketball pritch and no we don't have march madness we don't have the you know the ncaa tournament but we've been doing pretty decent here on these mm-hmm. kind of smaller tournament uh, you know type games here because again one thought process to me is you know basketball fever is on the mind right now but you're gonna have to wait until Saturday for more March Madness so we do have two games tonight the basketball classic and to me line moves are important because the public just wants something to bet on with college basketball in the brain but they don't know much about coastal Carolina and South Alabama or Southern Utah and Fresno State so line moves are important and then also I've been noticing some really you know extreme trends here when it comes to the the basketball classic you look at the basketball classic thus far Pritch home teams they play these true home games in your home court, uh, seven and two straight up. And then you look at the overs overs are seven and two in the basketball classic. So you get your home court, you get the fans behind you, you get a lot of overs because again, you know, the stakes are lesser and maybe, you know, how dialed are you in on defense? You know, the crowd doesn't make as big of an impact as it, as it does in March Madness, obviously. So that being said, a couple plays tonight, coastal Carolina, South Alabama, I money line South Alabama at home. Uh, they actually opened lane three. They got down to a pick them. And I said, okay, coastal, they're really getting hit hard tonight. But once it got to a pick them, Pritch, we talk about, you know, value and when to bet a number and when to lay off and when to go the other way. I don't think there's ever a perfect answer. It's up to you. as a better? What you think is the smartest decision, but when this got to a pick, and then got hit pretty hard South Alabama buyback back up to minus one or one and a half. So with that in mind, Ken Palm has South Alabama winning by four. Our buddy Greg Koops has them winning by three. It's a true home game, and I feel like we're getting the best of the number. So I money lined uh, South Alabama there. And then the other play Pritch. I'm feeling pretty good about this one because I'm getting some closing line value. Southern Utah Fresno State over. Uh, this total actually opened 135 and a half. I hit the over 137 and a half this morning, mm-hmm. and then I look up. We're doing our show. It's 140, 140 oh, yeah. and a half. What is going on? There's a lot of steam, Pritch. To the Southern Utah Fresno State over. So obviously, you know, you would have wanted to target it a little bit earlier in the day, but if you did bet, you know, over 137 and a half earlier like me, you're feeling great right now. So yeah. again, these basketball classic over seven and two. Uh, Southern Utah is an over team on the year 20 and 13 to the over 10 and five to the over uh on the road and then fresno even though they're really slow right uh they're actually four and one to the over the last five so i got the over i actually played the over in both games and i got south alabama there on the money line
4: pretty big difference right there though south alabama that line movement open at minus three and a half uh went down to a pick them the sharps moved that but then ken palm you mentioned had south alabama favorite though but so there was a big gap between the sharps and Ken palm uh with this uh decision here
5: Yeah, and you got to respect the early move there to Coastal Carolina, going from three and a half three down to Pickham. That takes a lot of respected money. I was actually looking, you know, is there an injury? What's going on? Is someone get suspended? Didn't find anything there. Just looks like maybe, hey, you had some Coastal Carolina money come in. But again, now that you're down to a pick 'em, like, here's the thing. If this flipped all the way to coastal, like a one point favorite, mm-hmm. that'd be like, okay, no buyback, super sharp coastal. But when it got to a pick 'em, if you're a guy like me, who likes line movement, you're always looking for a number that gets hit. And then it's like, okay, it's gone too far. Let's bring it back to where it was. It's just, it's just moved too much to me. It was at the pick 'em number. So let's go South Alabama on the money line.
4: All right. I love the insight uh, Josh each and every day you bring it that way. Uh, great job uh, and good luck with your vets. I appreciate it, Prince. Let's do it again tomorrow. Absolutely. Sounds great. The Edge coming up next right here on BeScent, Esports.
0: Zumo Play.